0: And I don't mean under way. wonder why fund managers can't beat the S&P 500? Because they're
1: sheep. And sheep get slaughtered. We have concluded the following. Because I know more than any cold winter has apparently not affected
0: the r Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Season 3, Episode 2 of Pounding the Table. Thank you to everyone that's been joining our spaces midweek. Huge shout out to Rahul and KT. All of our internet friends have been holding on on that front uh, in between the podcast. Got a lot to talk about here on this episode. Job numbers were up big. The US tenure continues to climb. And we'll be talking a little bit about the stock twits' trending tickers of the week. So they got a really cool new crypto platform we'll be talking about here. But some of the stocks that had these earnings, Facebook, PayPal, Pinterest, Snapchat, Google, AMD, Spotify, and Ford, crazy movement snapchat literally broke my screen when i was checking it so we'll be talking about those a little bit here on this episode and tony welcome back man you've had a, a rough few weeks i know you were traveling and we kind of kept it on the hush but I, now you said we could talk about it so you're, you're here recovering from covid man how you feeling
1: yeah i've been better uh i i think i got a few more days left until it's like completely over but i'm feeling much better there was like a week where every day like you said probably like a train hit me in the head but Much better. Drink a bunch of water, take a bunch of zinc and vitamins and uh, ready to rock and roll.
0: Glad to have you back. We kind of uh, jump-started season three, but this is kind of the real episode one of season three. So you were talking to me about how you've really had some time now. Maybe it was during COVID or during your travel time. where you actually had some time to reflect and kind of rethink how you want to position. I don't know if it's still the bonsai or or how you're looking at your portfolio today.
1: Yeah. Bonsai is always the bonsai. I feel like that's always going to be something that, you know, it's just good proper management of whatever you're investing in for whether it's stocks, Pokemon cards or crypto, whatever it might be. we were just talking like an hour before the show, just like screaming all these different stock things that we we're like, what are we going to talk about this week? But Honestly, there's so many things to talk about just because this market it's been a little bit and also this market's just every single day you get some really interesting news that you're just wondering how like I started noticing um, you know, a few trends like in the last week or two where you kind of see like all these names that have just been getting hammered and hammered. Like I don't know if it's making like a temporary bottom, but you know, the the downside of it of how many how many stocks every day are just continuing to go down kind of situation that are not like the Fang stocks. That's kind of been like abated a bit, and so you're seeing with all these earnings happening, stock's getting priced based on where people you know are actually going to value them in the future so and I think earnings are a really good like reason why because you know you seen Google ran a ton and that, that was good for the market like right when we were looking really, really bad, and then Facebook tanked the market, but then we realized, oh, Facebook was just like a singular issue with Facebook, and then Snapchat you know it, it dumped on Facebook and then it rallied on their own earnings so Instead of everything just being lumped in and being unable to run, like yesterday when Amazon reported earnings, you know, Amazon crushed it. And we, and we definitely want to talk about that deeper. But it was really nice to see that, you know, all the stocks that would benefit from what Amazon benefits from in their business lines, you know, e-commerce being obviously one of the biggest lines, but also AWS, right? So their cloud, that's their big cash cow, that's their moneymaker. And, and, and there are a lot of companies focus on e-commerce and that focus on cloud and then you know just knowing that they're able to raise those prime prices it's very very bullish like especially since they already beat eps they did like 27 a share versus like 3.89 so huge beat there beat on everything honestly what what more could you ask for and they're raising prime prime prices 20 bucks so that's just going to go right on their like they have to revise estimates up whatever percent that's going to be that makes up their total revenues so that's why it ran up so much you know it, it was also down $300 the day of earnings Which was pretty crazy to consider. Like, that company was just down, and Google and everyone was just down because of Facebook, right? Because Facebook's a big part of the Nasdaq and part of the S and P. So those things run kind of like together, right? Like if you hold bang, Facebook's the first one.
0: Yeah, I just want to jump in there because I was I was trying to look up the number. It's about two hundred million members globally. Amazon Prime has so twenty percent on all those people. That that is. That's no joke. And Amazon has been like kind of the quiet one, I feel like, out of all of them. And so this is this mm-hmm. is uh, interesting to see. And Facebook absolutely shit in the bed, like you mentioned. But do you think it was justified? I mean, they, they definitely missed. But is this something that you anticipate, like, the kind of the downfall of, of Facebook right now? I know they're transitioning mm-hmm. to meta, but...
1: So, like, I, I had a lot of thoughts about this because I was talking to some friends about Facebook yesterday. And, like, my mom holds a bunch of Facebook, too um i really do think that like facebook held up super well because of the metaverse and like that is like and and i even buy into that metaverse trend for facebook in the long run obviously i've said that too like i do think that they have oculus and everyone who i've ever spoken to about oculus all love their oculus and they're definitely going to be the ones that come out with like the next oculus that just like goes over your face and doesn't have the big thing and you can just like it's like sunglasses pretty much and so people are going to be using the metaverse and like whether or not you kind know, of people want to admit that, like it's happening already right now. And it's been happening for a long time, right? Like when your kids are playing Roblox, that's a metaverse. Like when your you know teenage son's playing Minecraft till five in the morning, metaverse. And I know they also scrapped off part of their crypto business because of like, you know, the fear of regulations and the Fed and talking about them or like with their coin. But I do think that like as far as it comes to the number of users they have, and I think it's obviously a different audience because like that's why Snap did so well, right? Like one of my buddies says all of his kids in his class still use Snap Messenger. like I use Snap Messenger in high school. So shocking to see that like that continues because none of those kids are using Facebook. So it's definitely like a very big a difference in the generation. And I think people are assessing way more value toward towards those people who are like those companies that are getting the attention from the younger crowd because that's where the most will come from. Mm-hmm. for this obviously like the younger you are you'll be playing games you'll be in the metaverse and you'll be more just accepting of it in general so like i think that there's that connect but also facebook does have three billion you know active users i do think that they're going to be able to pull it off especially with oculus but i think that held it up for a while and it, it would have been tanking just the way that snap tanks so much as a social media platform and everything mm-hmm. um had it not had that like metaverse uh like hype to it mm-hmm. keeping it up yeah, because obviously
0: the majority of this is coming from ads, and so that's the biggest, I think, for for Facebook. People are looking at that, and then to your point with the younger generation, that's kind of like the future spenders, if you will. That is, you know, indicative. If people aren't using Facebook, they're still on Instagram, of course. But you're right. I mean, people are moving to Snapchat. There's Reddit. I mean, a million different things. People are chilling in Discord groups and whatnot too. Exactly. I think. Nobody's walking around think, the fraternity
1: right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that Discord had like. A really really big impact on that as well because like the number of people who are now using discord and people obviously use it before but like this whole wave of crypto and like metaverse and web3 has really given discord you know a ton of time by people and it's not just people my age it's like there are people who are 30 40 50 60 like in discord talking to people all day long and so i feel like just the way that we communicate is a little different like people instead of wanting to post you know your story or put po- or whatever facebook does these days like post you know your what, your status, your status, yeah. like people are, people are wanting that more immediate connection. So I, I think it's all just like along the lines of it. So I love that they're pivoting right to the metaverse. And I don't think by any means it's going like, it, they still make a shit ton of money. It's yeah. just that, you know, people valued it in a certain way. And I think that you've been able to see that there's other companies that are just doing better. And so, you know, I think that's why I had that big massive sell off. You know, I think that it's just like one of those situations where, the company will just take time to develop out the metaverse. And like, I don't think you can really win the metaverse. Like, I don't think a company is going to actually win it. Like the only other one that I could, and, and I do think that this has a play in with like people selling off Facebook is that Microsoft acquired Activision.
0: Yeah, I was just, so, that's just, that's so funny. I was literally saying like, how much of an impact do you think that like scared off investors saying, okay, shit, like Microsoft's a player here now too.
1: Dude, I mean, Microsoft and everyone knows this, like if you're an Xbox, even a PS4 like 4 fan like or yeah. whatever PS, like PlayStation fan, you know that Xbox and Microsoft, they literally make the gaming PC, right? Like people who actually game, they don't use Macs to game. And they, like, you're not really doing games on Facebook besides Candy Crush, you know, or whatever. Other, I don't know what other games people are playing these days, but that was a big acquisition by Microsoft. And, and that is a clear, clear play for the metaverse. Like as clear as day right? So that, like, I like Microsoft a lot more now. I've been playing Xbox since I was like seven, Mm -hmm. but knowing that they're like, they are thinking about it. And I I wonder if it's, you know, just because of the time, but they've also been in it forever, right? They've been, they've done Xbox, like they specifically make gaming computers. And I I think that that's just going to carry them forward, honestly. Mm -hmm. And obviously Microsoft's one of the best, most efficient companies in the world, but I, I would be also scared, you know, knowing that, you could buy out a company that makes Oculus Rift and then just connect it to your Xbox. And you right. already have, you know, so many millions and whatever of users. I mean, the thesis for like the Metaverse in general, I know people think it's many years away. Like, I don't think so. I think it's really right now. Why do you think Roblox got to where it did? Um, even though, you know, it came down and same with unity, but you know, I think that these things will take time and especially just for adoption, for people to say, this is cool. Right. Like, I think I'm, that's, I'm, that's
0: the biggest barrier is like, there's still people like myself. I was talking with Doug. He's like, "This is I don't really want the metaverse," you know. So it, I think it's generational, right? I think a lot of the younger kids, you know, and it's kind of normalized. This is someone walking around, you know, talking to a, a robot versus, uh, you know, in person. Right. But, um, going back to let's pop back to, to Amazon real quick because they, they destroyed their EPS. I think it was like 650 percent plus. Uh, you were talking about some of like Shopify and some of these other e-commerce plays. Obviously, Facebook has e-commerce, but Talk to me, like, why, why do you think, like, Shopify and some of these e-commerce
1: plays may, like, jump on that as well? Yeah, because, I mean, like, and this was, like, a really, I think this is what was really, really good for the market. Because Facebook kind of made it seem like all these kind of, anything with, you know, tech or, it, it just weakened tech. Like, it, it, Facebook really weakened tech because it obviously has been holding tech for a while. Like, if Facebook was up 50, a lot of things would have been up. For, like, a day, day though. <laughs> like, Amazon was like, all right, right. back up. Well, I mean, because there, there's levels to this shit. Like Amazon, Amazon is Amazon and like Facebook has always had a chip on its shoulder. So like to, to think about that in context of like what matters more? If Apple misses and it's like missing is horrendous, like you know, like it's gonna be really bad. But right. because I haven't been able to get a freaking MacBook for like four months, no way. So like like even if they miss, it's not gonna be like a miss. Like I, I literally could not I cannot get my MacBook for like four months pre order still and like it's really crazy to me because i don't think i've ever seen that kind of backlog and i know it's like supply chain constraints this and that but regardless amazon's telling you like hey we're we're the biggest so like if we're fine the best of you will be fine and and i think that's what the market wanted to see because facebook was like oh shit i don't know what's going on so like in, in terms of the cloud sector you know in aws being their cash cow AWS is why you saw Twilio and Crowd and Net and like Unity had its own earnings and God knows how long. Haven't seen Twilio or Crowd up five or 10 bucks after hours and how long. Shopify was up like 70 points after hours because people are like, oh, okay, we got earnings now. And like, I'm way short and Amazon just destroyed this. And like, if Amazon destroyed AWS, there will be cloud companies destroy because like it's all very much so interwoven. It's just traffic, right? And if you're one of the big guys who gets a lot of traffic you got more traffic it's that simple and and, and i think it's the same for e-commerce right that's why shopify exploded because shopify is like kind of a combination between the e-commerce and the aws if you really think about it for like the e-commerce sector like it's a subscription service that also like generates revenues in multiple ways because of e-commerce so that's why it, it, got, it got the double the
0: infrastructure for more, more so for the, for a lot of these e-commerce companies for sure right
1: right it's, yeah not, not aws in the way that amazon's aws but It's still like Shopify is a cloud company, right? So even though they do eat, (laughs) they both have technology. No, I got your saying. saying. No, yeah, but those things and and Mealy too. Um, So I'm thinking that, like, knowing that we'll start seeing companies move off of their earnings report because really the the most bullish thing was for me was seeing Snapchat rip crazy because of their own report after Mm -hmm. getting killed by Facebook's. So the market said, all right, like, this wasn't right. Let's fix it. Even that's why it was up like squeezing faces. And like, I think that you could see that in a lot of stocks, just in, you know, the ones that have dominated in similar areas, like unity was up, you know, 15, 18% today. Um, And I think you'll see a lot more companies that have that reversal, but it will be very much so earnings dependent because the market is not forgiving on the downside right now, but it is extra nice on the upside. So, Mm. like, if something has a great report, it's going to bust.
0: We quickly touched on Snapchat, Facebook. We just talked about PayPal has been getting crushed lately. We talked about that a little bit on Spaces, but you don't join us on the Spaces enough, Tony. So, like, what are you thinking here on, on PayPal?
1: I haven't been able to talk for, like, a week. But, yeah, I think PayPal is just suffering at the hand of a better financial system, and you guys know what I'm talking about. So, like, I was never bullish PayPal, and I even said, like, I want to, I'll swap square out for coin here. And like, Mm -hmm. there are reasons to it. And like, yeah, okay. Did like Coinbase go down like significantly? Yes. Did crypto go down 50%? Yes. Do I think that now at the valuation when Coinbase launches their NFT marketplace, it's just going to be like...
0: When is that? I just don't...
1: It could be any day. Like that, like, I just don't think that people understand that like, it's just a, it's a valuation. Like it, it will change just from that existing... Because it's been talked about for so long. No one's going to buy it until it's open and they see like how it's doing. The, the smart people. Well, everyone will, has
0: like, a Coinbase account. Half the people, if I go, not even half the people, I bet you one out of uh, 50 people would know what OpenSea is if I just randomly go up to people on the street.
1: You yeah. Know, one, out, one out of four people have crypto and there's 70 million wallets. So I think, you know, th- there's some math there, but 70 million wallets on Coinbase. 75, probably 80 now. I don't know. But I've, I've been using that statistic for a little while, so I'm sure it's way more. Um, but yeah, OpenSea's valuation is, I don't know, I think it's like 13 or 16 billion last I checked. Yeah. They're going to be crushing. Cause like there was another marketplace that opened up called looks rare. Um, and I'm honestly like, I like that marketplace a lot. Uh, also ran by like some pretty awesome people. Some like good investors are in there that are really good guys in the crypto space, but the decentralized platform that's now worth like quite a large sum of money. I, I don't know if it's like fully diluted valuation, but it is in the billies. Um, It fully diluted. So, knowing that, like that was a decentralized marketplace that has far, far less users than OpenSea does. And so, when Coinbase launches, and you know, that's clearly the most wallets, the most people exist there, three, four million on the wait list. That's going to be an instant, like, I think that would be like a double on their annual revenue. Like, genuinely, thinking about how much money OpenSea makes, Coinbase is going to launch the same fees. I think a double? I I think the, like, I, Think that next year like if they launch this this year i think that the within six months yeah i think they're going to do double
0: wow i'd give it like 20 percent. everyone kind of does crypto maybe i mean this is bringing it to the masses right so that could actually be a massive catalyst well that will be interesting to see I, I, double is uh <laughs> is intense uh, i mean so
1: i'll tell I mean, you why I, because I'll, I'll i'll give you the math behind it like could i be wrong 100 percent. like is the math supportive yes so, OpenSea's estimated financial revenue, annual revenue, is like 1.2 billion. And so, if you think that like 1.2 billion off of one, one eighth the amount of wallets that are trying to sign up on Coinbase to do NFTs, like that puts you, in, and Coinbase is going to do seven to eight billion in rev this year, next year, and the year after. They're, even if it's the same amount of volume as OpenSea, even if it's the same, that adds 1.2 billion a year to their revenue. Right. So, like that and estimates are the same for the next three years. And I think people think that because crypto is down, Coinbase is down and making less money. But like there are more trades being done now. OpenSeas has its highest amount of volume literally yesterday or two days ago. And the transaction, the amount of transactions happening on the blockchain is super high. So I don't think people understand how this goes. And especially not the analysts. They're like miles off of this, just like they were with Tesla. So like this is something I'm like. I'm like happy to hold it because I don't see how the biggest institution for crypto that literally is the only person that does pretty much prime trusting for, for these like, yeah, exactly. I did on purpose (laughs) Uh, for these like institutions, like, you know, like Tesla and like Morgan Stanley like Coinbase does that. And so I, I think that if you're betting on blockchain, Coinbase is like the easiest crypto company that exists on the market. That's not like a riot or a Mara or something that's like based on, a bunch of weird like monster micro strategy for example like uh, i don't know if i like would back sailor but i would i back brian armstrong yeah and then like thinking about their vc legs and what they're going to be doing with coinbase ventures it's just an exciting right. they're feature.
0: gonna yeah coinbase is, is good oh, I, I like them they're, they're they just have so much they're just getting started right it's like the, the foundation to this new economy and and the way things work and business works yeah general, so
1: and I think this is like a good thing to talk about too. Avi. like, I feel like there's a different trend, obviously, than like, it's been a while since we had this podcast and there will yeah. be different trends that come out over time. And the trends that stick are, and you can see which ones have stuck over time, right? Like we know that the cloud trend is ever growing at this point. We know that the e-commerce trend is ever growing and like cloud you look at the number, yeah, cloud security and, then, and, and now crypto because transactions and wallets are going up every day. And so like, there will be publicly traded companies that are doing really cool stuff using blockchain that Mm -hmm. I think are like going to be my big interest for the next year in terms of the stocks, but also everything that comes with that, that's not necessarily blockchain. So like, I'm much more interested in unity now after that report. Um, And I'm also much more interested in Coinbase knowing that they're going to drop that any minute. And I've been like watching the team, like talk about doing the drop and the tweaks and stuff. So is it coming? Yeah, we've been waiting for a few months, but Whenever it launches, I think you'll be surprised by how the stock is. Um,
0: is mean, an acquisition target or, or are they getting too big now?
1: Is what an acquisition target? Unity. Unity? Um, I mean, everything is an acquisition <laughs> target to the right company. Like if Apple wants to buy Unity, that's probably a good call. I'm just
0: thinking with Microsoft buying you know, Activision. Uh,
1: if, they, if they also buy Unity... I mean, you could technically like, but then you, you run into the like monopoly issue of you just own the entire gaming market. But I mean, Amazon is, is really nowhere near this. Facebook needs to figure out its own shit right now. But, you know, you got Apple who has all these users, which they could figure out. Like, I think Apple and Microsoft are still going to be like the winners in this. Because like if they were the winners to technology in general, like if you really think about it, they put out so many different products. So those guys will win, but there will be so many companies that win with it. So unity definitely one that I'm more interested in this year. I still think people really underestimate SE, right? Free fire is number one game. And like they're has I mean, like, been getting oh,
0: demolished. So I, I, I yeah. actually had to trim a lot of it. And of course the day I trim, it pops right back up again, but, uh, yeah, we got to touch on SE because we've talked about it so much and we can't just talk about it when it's like going up. Obviously it got crushed recently. You think it's kind of bottomed out a little bit or, or is there more to go? Cause I was talking with uh, a buddy of mine and they were saying like, if you look comparably to, you know, Coupang, I think the price to earnings ratio is like significantly different. So does it like justified? I know they're getting into India and they're going to be continuing to grow and they've been doing that nonstop. They've been growing revenue, but yeah. You think it's at least reached a short-term bottom or?
1: I think it's getting there. I mean, is it there right now? And I don't, I don't know. Right. Like it's sticky fingers in this market picking bottoms, but do I think that like at the price, it's like a joke? Yeah. Like I I think what happens in bear markets and what we've obviously seen is that a, but like the the drop in SC very heavily was just like a lot of liquidation and a lot of like people dumping and a lot of, a lot of like this person sold, so this person sold, so this person sold, then ten cents sold, and then all these people sold. But ten cent, once again, like we talked about this a few times, didn't sell for the wrong reasons, and they still have eighteen mm. percent, which is like a lot. But if you look at like SG and like I even look back at Amazon, and I know like uh, people are like uh, SG is not Amazon. N- no company is exactly like another company. The charts do kind think- of
0: look similar. I-, I zoomed out once, and they're you know maybe it's a biased opinion or I'm like looking at it through that lens, but they do somewhat look similar.
1: Yeah. I remember when Amazon went down 50% multiple times, 40% and like people were like, is this the end of Amazon? And then like, now you guys are like, "Amazon's a really staple addition to your portfolio. Like, (laughs) I think that we got to think about that, right? Like you're playing a different game and Amazon still went down like 30% in this or a little more from its size. So like, there's SC going from 370 down to one episode down like, you know, two thirds after running still, I think it's still up like almost a thousand percent in the last two years, you're playing a different game. So I don't know. Somebody asked me on a space. I think Rahul asked me on a space. He's like, Tony, how do you feel about SC? Like, you know, people are going to, first of all, $42. Thank you. And then the, the next thing about that is like, these companies obviously get super stretched away because like of the conditions of the market. And then everything tightened. SE's got myriad of risks. There's a dollar risk. Obviously that was huge to, to SE going down because when we have inflation, right? Like the dollar is weak, right? And when the dollar is weak, it's good for like FX. So it was good for SC and good for Mealy, which is why they were pumping. Mm. And we start getting this tightening, right? Money supply constricts the value of the dollar increases. It, it hits those guys really hard and SE, even though it's, like, not a Chinese company, obviously had a bunch of China risks just from funds in China owning SE and Tencent selling. So it was just, like, the perfect storm for a company. Like so many people were balls long and this and that. But do I still think that, like, do I think generational buying up for a lot of companies? In time, yeah. Like, we will look back, like, whenever the Fed and all this is, like, settled, we'll look back and say, wow, like, Wish I bought that company there. Or maybe not SC. Like I think so, but like I could be wrong. I don't think I am. But like there will be a lot of companies that come out of this and you're gonna say, wow, that was so clear in hindsight. And I just think that like what Amazon showed, A with AWS and then B with their e-commerce, which is all what SC is doing, is that those models work. And I don't know another company that's like really taking the Amazon model as hard as you know, Shopify or SC, which both have Shopify went down 50% too. And that's like the most staple American mm-hmm. company level or Canadian company, Canadian, like, yeah. you know, so think about like, th- you, you have to put everything in context Like you just look at like something you say it's so horrible or like oh, genomic stocks are so horrible. XBI had its worst year in like decades. So like, you, you have to put it in the context of like the conditions of the market. And so, well, like and your in my time story. frame, you want to
0: invest, right? Like, I, I close my eyes. I think SC is, you know, I could, I could feel very comfortable it'll be up in ten years. Same thing with like Twilio. Like short term, who knows what might happen? But this is a really good company, and I'm very confident in ten years, it's going to be much higher than it is today, right? So yeah. that's also plays a role. You can't just like time it for a weekly or a quarter out necessarily, even sometimes.
1: Right. Right. And so, like, and that, and that's like kind of the perspective here. It's like, are they still Hitting on all the trends. Yeah. Are they still winning? Like people can say that free fire can talk. First of all, they have like new games coming out based on free fire, which will just add users, even though it's not free fire, it will. And then they have multiple other games which are in the top five of those grossing games, like in the world. And then you also can't forget that like being in bed with 10 cent, the biggest gaming manufacturer, like it's like, do you think that 10 cent would still have 18% if they didn't think that they would do better in gaming? Mm. so I, I i think right like they, they sold I mean, they india
0: should... is gonna be massive for them their revenue i'm just keep watching their revenue i mean you can't do that all the time i think you brought up a good point where like at certain times when the market sucks it's gonna get compressed but yeah you look at those revenues and you know companies get smart when they need to and they can tighten those expenses up and stop going to yeah. countries if they need to so
1: and another thing i really wanted to point out here that people might be not understanding or like forgetting because so much shit has happened. Right. But you can kind of see, like, I've, I've read this tweet from uh, from value and it was like, you know, pretty simple, but perfectly said, Amazon could survive the dot-com crash by raising a ton of money just before the crash began. SC now raised a lot of money near the top of the crash. Another parallel, just saying. And so like, those are smart business moves that allowed other companies to become yeah. where they are today right so like if you think that these companies are following other great companies in a similar fashion obviously there's multiple ways to do something right but they did, they're not making bad moves they raise billions at the top nearly and then from there they're going to be able to build and they they have been right they they're using that money constructively and it, if you don't think that like the number one attended gaming thing online like which is free fire convention is not going to be like still a big thing next year I don't, I don't think you're right. Like, I think especially like thinking of where the entire realm of the world's going with metaverse and everything.
0: The 10 is going back up, you said you're not as nervous about it as, as, as Fintwit seemed to be, but you know, jobs report came um, out, tenure popped up with it. And so that is always nerve wracking for growth. You were talking about crypto kind of being a leading indicator with growth as well. We saw crypto crash down. I think it went down, ETH went down to like 1900. You said sort of it looks like it's back up close to 3000. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. all so, of these things factored in, we always talk about growth stocks like from a high level. What are you looking at the most? I mean, is it the 10 year? Is it some of these earnings reports you're seeing?
1: I mean, I've just been noticing so much like overlaying crypto to growth. Crypto's just been leading. And so like a week or so ago, I was like talking uh, about ETH like getting that capitulation bottom to like 1900 and there's like a 7 or a 600 and, 25 million dollar like buy buy squeeze that just pumped it right back up within the hour. And so, I feel like that like that is a really good indicator of everything that's going on right now. As much as people say like, crypto is and isn't an inflation hedge, like doesn't re- I don't I don't think it's that, I don't think it's like that. I think it's that crypto is this new risky speculative asset class that is very synonymous in the way it moves with the asset classes that we talk about for growth stocks or tech stocks in general that are not fame. So I think that because also crypto is like way less liquid so it can move up and down more. And then also that it's a smaller thing. So it's easier to move. Like I've also talked about like how Miele used to be an indicator for certain things. Like Miele used to help me indicate like some things because of the way that it moves and like the liquidity because it's easier to move it up and down. But because of that, like you'll see it first in those areas. And so that's why I think crypto is doing what it's doing. And crypto is looking pretty bullish. Like it got crushed in the last couple of weeks. Many cryptocurrencies were down 50% plus, not all of them. But looking at how that impacted stocks, I've watched it lead it like five days in a row now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, looking and seeing where it is now, like ETH is about to be 3,000 and Bitcoin's back over 40K. Those are really big psychological levels. I know for people who trade cryptos, just, you know, that means that like things are... Things are not bad. Doesn't mean that they're good, but they're just not horrendous right now. So I think that because crypto's been leading really well, we could see a carryover in growth, but I think it's gonna be a very touch and go thing based on obviously what the Fed says. Because the Fed just continues to talk. And you know, there was this like interesting thing that we were talking about today, Abi, how the the updated seasonal like adjustment in population models. And like we always talk about how unemployment's like a BS number, and I die hard stand by that just by the metrics of like it's a ever say society with ever-changing labor needs and constraints and the same BS math to calculate it, not gonna make it.
0: So Tony, now that I'm in the crypto space, I'm checking out a lot more news and, and kind of aware of what's happening quite a bit more. Do you think this like jump in, in crypto from your, from your lens and your uh, fun internet friends is this because of India? Like, so India is now looking like they're going to allow crypto, they're going to tax the shit out of it. But do you think that's the biggest cause of this like recent jolt, or do you think it's more of some of these other macros that you're talking about, what's happening with the markets?
1: I think it's really much more like connected to the Fed and, and, and just general macros, honestly. But I think that for all the reasons I said about it, like moving first, it, it is going to continue to be a really good indicator. And I, and I do think over time it'll probably start decoupling from just general indices, but who knows? Like it might just be like another asset class that just runs in tandem with how the general flows in the world are going. But uh, I think India is like, that's going to be good for crypto yeah, usage. But there's also like other places like Kazakhstan. So basically data centers that are authorized to mint digital currencies in Kazakhstan are like not able to operate until Monday, February seven. So basically it just means that like, the hash rates for what it takes to do mining and crypto transactions and stuff just like been way up because there's just less people doing the transactions overall. So I think that definitely had an impact on it as well. It's just like basically FUD around different reasons, but more so than anything, it is the Fed. It is like the general macro because crypto ran a long time on the thoughts of you know, the same reasons that growth stocks did, which is why they're moving very, very much in tandem
0: now. Right. I guess as an indicator, if, if growth hopefully is soon to follow and it's, it's, starting to show a little bit in some of these stocks, but I mean, is this a cause for excitement? Do you think yet, or are you still sleeping no, one no, eye yeah, open?
1: When I, when I close, when I open, actually both eyes open, but yeah. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> am I, am I like starting to think that like, Hey, like, I can't believe that the timelines I was reading on Twitter for like stocks and crypto Twitter were just so wildly bearish for so long. Like, some point when you're consistently buying puts and stuff, like you're going to get that squeeze back. That's just how the market works. I follow Sweet's Metrics. And like one of his tweets says, when the investors buy puts, but the underlying doesn't violently go down, those puts decay. When those puts decay, Charm, van all roll down. Dealers incrementally buy back their short position, their delta hedge. in the underlying is how the S&P 500 works. And the S&P uh, ratio of puts bought to sold daily had a nice little fat, huge spike. And so like when that happens, it's like when people are buying S&P 500 puts like $50 at the money, you need the S&P 500, which already has like historically, like, like that's where you get beta from. It's, it, it does not move. It moves less than pretty much everything else. And so if you think that it has to go down like two to 3% that day or that like next two days, if you have like a Monday or a Wednesday or a Friday expiry that's just like such a good time for the market makers to eat your lunch. Like if, if markets down already 50 or hundred and people are buying those puts, you're, you're buying really deep into the hole. So I think that's important to just know that like put call ratios get really skewed in times like these. And if you're shorting in the hole, I'll just be careful. Like even, you know, arc had a bunch of puts on it like sixty seven, like around that area. And I think a lot of people thought it was going to go and retest exactly like that previous high from COVID, which is like right around 60, like low 60s. Can it? Sure. Did it go there? Like, did people think it was just going to go straight down there? And then they were going to like, oh, I'm going to take off my shorts there. I'm going to flip long. Yeah. So I feel like you have to know that, like, you know, the obvious stop I always talk about. I think a lot of people got obvious stopped and that's why you got that violent bounce back. Then Facebook took it down again and then Amazon took it back up. So That just means that news is hitting the market. So we've been having a ton of bad news, but a little bit of decent news in the last week, which hopefully the good news starts to overtake the bad because the fed really did just kind of like make us think that the worst of news is what we were pricing in. So like obviously we always talk about unemployment numbers. And I think that it's like important to know that obviously the fed is making their decisions allegedly, or like what they say is that it's based on data. So like, if you know that we had an updated, you know, unemployment numbers, which we always say are BS because it's an ever-changing labor market with ever-changing supply and demand constraints in a different economy with different focuses and the same way to calculate it, which doesn't make sense. But anyway, it was revised over two months. So that like November and December was plus 709K. And that was like, that went out of the June, July, which was revised down 807K. So knowing that like that's a huge freaking change and decisions were made in that time because of that information that we all just assessed. And so the way that I'm thinking about it right now is that, you know, you got this labor force participation rate at like 62.2%. And that's like really not phenomenal, right? Like it's pretty much the same just if you like account for like population change. And so that's like another reason I was like, unemployment will get back to 4% anyway, even if it's not like, Busing, busing, and it is at four percent right now. Like unemployment moved up, unemployment rate moved up to four percent. It just seems like these job reports were creatively created and timed. And I and I think that now, right, we see the climate that everything, like all the choices that the administration, like the Fed, has has all made up to here. Those not on, and like decisions were made as a result of those at that time and at the other time. So like, it's, it's it's very basically, it's not as. Not as busting as you were thinking. So like it just seems like people are factoring in like a 37% chance of a 0.5 rate hike. I, I don't get it. I, I do not think it's going to be a 0.5 rate hike. I think we'll do 3.25 hikes and then maturities are going to roll off passively. It just kind of seems like the Fed over, overplayed the down and is now thinking about like, I think a lot, a lot, a lot of it's priced in and it might be overpriced in which gives me the thought that like, hey, these companies that report well are going to now be allowed to run. And the companies that have good news are going to be allowed to run. Sure, we're still like kind of in this like, when risk sells everything, tech or growth, or whatever sells besides paying. But that will continue to happen less and less. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised to start hearing like a little bit more positive news about how this whole process is going to happen throughout the year. I, I just think people obviously factored in if you look at like every growth stock and Every, like, it, it's like all the craziest things of tapering happen. Like, we, it's like we threw quantitative tightening and all these things in it together. So it's definitely something to be watching for. But just kind of knowing the playing field and seeing today was a big difference. It was a big change in the way to think about it uh, for the next few months.
0: All right, you're gonna love this one, Tony. We got uh, at divine thirty-one thirteen asking about one of your favorites. Any thoughts on SEMA four would be much appreciated. So they, they gave you kind of the floor here to take that in any yeah. direction you want.
1: I'll take the floor. I mean, this is definitely one of those names that you know we've been saying this for a while that like companies that don't have the the FCF positive and like increasing strength going to be the ones that get whacked and then you also have to realize like the number of like not just funds but like just general people mm-hmm. who have like shorting specs is like a basket right like mm-hmm. and it, it like it will or will not matter what kind that's of thing is for sure right right so like you have like one spec that's done and lucid is a very very specific situation obviously just because of the size and who got in it and like it was the, the general market and then lucid was the one that was running at that time so it's like correlation i don't know if it's causation but i do think that there's a lot of companies that are going to emerge from the the spec craze that will do well especially from like how much everything has been killed then you also have to understand like the general market for healthcare, care big healthcare companies like even even ones that were like doing super well because of covid or from covid or with covid whatever that is but they got crushed too. Like you got Moderna and all these other companies got murdered. And then XBI had, which is biotech ETF had its like worst year in decades. And and like, and knowing all that, like obviously mark that's market conditions. Like, do I think that it's especially here, like an extremely cheap company? Yeah. Is it going to, Is is this going to be the first thing that rips as soon as things are better? Probably not. Like these companies that have gotten crushed so hard because of this like rapid change in perspective on the entire market in the last like few months, they will come back because they are, I guess, the riskier, riskiest ones, right? Because if you look at the entire genomic sector, like is it going to be massive in five to 10 years? Absolutely. Is it massive right now? No, but that's the risk that you take for like long-term investing in like high growth companies that are smaller especially like, which is like do you every think, genomic do you think
0: pharmaceutical companies will just come in and, and swipe these guys up, uh, you know, at these. Yeah. I, yeah. That,
1: that's a great call. I, I do think that like, there's a lot of companies that would benefit from just taking like, like, I, do, do I still think like beam and Intelia, CRISPR and like cma four are going to be like the horsemen of genomics and stuff. Is the sector dead? No, absolutely not. Like we're still making more advancements there than ever. Do I think that, you know, it's not great because like these companies with their share prices, it was obviously more beneficial to hire the share price. You can raise, you can get more money, and like you have more ability. Yeah. So it's made it harder, but also knowing that it's such a risk off thing that those companies are like the most risk off things in a, in this type of bear market. Yeah. And so will it take time for those companies to fully develop? Yes. But that was always the case, right? Like these plays were not like the shorter term plays. These were like the five or 10 year plays. Is the price of sequencing going down? Yes. Is the number of people getting sequenced and using it going up? Yes like our medical advancements in like what everyone's doing, like what Beam's doing, what Intelli and what CRISPR are doing, are those going up and increasing and are they doing more studies and things are going better for that? Yeah. And so it's very, very much so market dynamics. Um, I mean, you look at like NVTA, right? And like, if you really think about which two companies are leading that, you've got like SEMA 4, NVTA and ILMN and all has got crushed. And, and that's just the space, right? Because that's like the... In, well, like NVCA gonna, for go a different, different reasons
0: I, I think it's just going to go through waves i think there's going to be breaking news it will get really hot and then we haven't even like really even entered the government down on this stuff either right so it's like and, and it has Nvidia's all those moving waves there to go through,
1: nvidia you know? palantir like other companies that are big in the space like in big in ai and, and like they are moving towards trying to do that as well like nvidia is also very aware that that's an important thing and You know, Google has been trying to figure out your blood pressure on their watch forever. And like Apple has, you know, health on their watch and stuff. So these are all things that in the next five or 10 years are going to happen. There's just no other way that the future doesn't go that way. But like in this current market climate, it's gross. All
0: right, Tony, we're going to keep this brief here this week. Uh, Let's just get into earnings real quick. Monday, some big names we talk about. Baba, Amgen, Lowe's, Chegg. Tuesday, Spirit Airlines. I don't know who who's investing in Spirit Airlines. Centene, Cisco, Chipotle. Apps Wednesday, we got 2U, Yum Brands, iRobot, and Disney. That'll be interesting there to see what Disney does. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, Aurora Cannabis, Western Union, Coca-Cola. Cloudflare is going to be a really interesting one too because Cloud Cloudflare has been absolutely demolished. Uh, that one has to start to climb back a little bit. Callaway Golf, and then my personal favorite, GoDaddy, a user. Avi Domain. Love to buy domains.
1: I'm Uh, looking at apps. Uh, I'm looking at net. Like, I think that both those would be really telling. But once again, like I was saying earlier in the pod, Unity ripped a lot. So, I mean, you're shorting stocks that are already down 50, 60% on earnings, especially after you've seen some of these earnings reports come out. Like, you know, I, I I would be surprised if net, goes down. And I would be surprised if apps goes down more because both like net high valuation, but like one of those, like people buy it for quality, even like look where it's at even now, like it's really still expensive. Does that
0: put a nail in the coffin though? Like if if it were to happen, right. Which it can. Are you going
1: to put a nail in 40% of the internet?
0: Well, sure. But I'm just saying stocks like that, right. That, That have already been down, have a bad earnings.
1: It does exacerbate it. Uh, if you look at Pinterest, like obviously stuff like that, Facebook was already down from where it was and got crushed. So, I mean, I think there's also a different caliber of company like net. uh, It's, it's, it's hard for me to think that they're not going to like do well because all these, like the advent of what's going on with web three and even like the continued growth, obviously in web two is all just powered by cloudflare. Like every site I check on cloudflare. And a lot of people are using those sites. OpenSea CloudFlare. It's hard. Like, If you know that the things that are being used and supported by Net are doing really good, and you know that Cloud's doing really good because of Amazon, no. I mean, I don't know. Risk to the upside, my man. I, I,
0: I was talking about Crowd the other day, too. Crowd coming back. I think it's, it's time for Crowd to get going so, again.
1: Cybersecurity is so big right now.
0: It's not going away. So that's like my... Nope. It, it'll never. Me. It'll only get bigger it's indicator time for CrowdStrike. I think it's, I think it's ready to go again. They got earn I think they got earnings coming up soon.
1: Yeah. Um, Crowd and Twilio can both like ups, surprise us to the upside. I mean, I, I, I need to look further exactly what Crowd and Twilio's revenues and multiples are, but once again, <laughs> cloud, cloud did have. So what? W- one thing I do know, and is like, this is like more of a temporal thing. Like these companies came back to their valuations pre COVID. Right. So like, let, let, let's not, misunderstand the price for the company right and 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 i i hate saying this because i sound like a boomer but (laughs) let's not because value like (laughs) yeah value like i see what doing 14 bill next 12 months three bill EBITDA. the only reason they're not just net net big positive because of arena is because they're expanding Shopee. so like same thing as Amazon. And like, I don't know if you have like little, longer than a five second attention span, you kind of see where these companies are going to go. And I think like Twilio and Crowd, as well as even Snowflake. Snowflake's held up extremely well for its valuation.
0: Snow is like, a beast. I mean, any company that has that net retention, I think this is like one of the high right where they don't need to even it, add any new customers. They're still growing. Yeah.
1: And Unity, like, and, and the reason why I, I, I'm like, you're saying like, is anything going to get put a nail in the coffin for net? Like I, I don't think you can do that. Thinking that's like one of those like protected companies in terms of like I don't think it's going back to forty by chance at all. Um, just because they have such a grasp on what like what their operations are like in the percent of things that they they run, it's like pretty big and it's pretty integral, and people pay up a value for, it. and that's why it even went to where it was like was two hundred ridiculous. Yeah, I remember posting that chart and I was like everyone's like, I'm buying a 220. I'm buying a 200, 180. And I'm like, you are exit liquidity, sir. And, uh, you were, you were exit liquidity. And so like now think about, are you going to be entry liquidity for somebody else? Are you dumping the lows to somebody who's smarter than you and buying the lows? I mean, I'm not saying that for like, specifically now I'm saying, like, think about that overall, because if you like have an investing style or strategy, and I guess this is the Tony sign off Bobby, cause it's just kind of happening. Just, like man, if you have, happen, keep you ha- if, you, yeah, if you have a strategy and your strategy starts becoming more and more attractive to you, right? Like it, this is the whole, the market can remain irrational longer than you can stay solvent. And that's very true. But if you kind of have that perspective and you're a different kind of like invader, right? And you have cash from the sidelines and you're looking at these companies, like do you buy right now? Like, you know, I would never say that, but I would say start looking around because I think that the news from where it is right now, from being so bad, it could change like quickly to the upside, whether that's sustained or not, I don't know, but you're seeing like relative strength against even Fang and other S&P stocks. Like you've you've been seeing growth have a little bit relative strength in the last two days. so I think that's important to note. And I also think that seeing what Unity did, Unity was like really big for me, just because it was, it has a super high valuation. And people bought it up because they said, that's worth it. right? you like that, like that squeeze Sure, maybe some people like uncovered, maybe some people also slammed, but the movement was up and it was up on a day where, you know, a bunch of growth was up, but it was up a ton. And so like, it actually moved properly on a good report, you know, 44% growth and a bunch of like higher growth between different segments as well. So like, that was good. And like, do I think you'll get that with net? Yeah. Will the market react the same? Honestly, they're I think they might be pretty close in valuation, I guess at these prices. Like is it is it likely that Net upsets and goes up? I would think so honestly. I would, I would I would say it probably goes up on earnings. And like do the other clouds if they do what Unity did, then they will, you know, they will go up, which is nice to see. Like is Unity going to retrace its move next week? Like if the market's really bad potentially? But do I think that like that's kind of like good earnings like that might set in specific bottoms for good companies that can start decoupling from the rest of the garbage. Yes. So that's like what I'm going to start looking for even more so. And definitely want to go back to like the beginning roots of pounding the table, where we just looking at these thesis plays, like looking at the thesis for an entire theme, right? Like thinking about what are the biggest developments happening in the world? Where's the most growth? Where are the most users? And what are people paying up for that makes their life more in some way, just more in general. So that's definitely where you have to kind of like look at the markets this year, because companies are starting to, again, move a little more like on their own. And so that's when you can start kind of thinking where you want to be planning for the next year, because at some point, whether the S&P still drops another 10 or 20% from here, at some point, you know, these things turn. And are we starting to get a little bit of it now? Yeah. Are some people getting excited? Yeah. Does crypto make me think that it could be like a little bit more bullish in the jobs report and everything we mentioned than people expected, I do think so. But once again, the Fed can come out tomorrow and say something that just makes everything we just said different. So be aware of the situation, like know the the controllers of the game you're playing, right? Know the controls on your Xbox. So that's the best advice I can give right now because it's definitely a daily thing you know, you collect a couple good pieces of news and you have a couple less bad pieces of news. And then one day someone's going to say something that the market likes more or someone going to say something the market likes bad. But there are companies that are moving in the right direction because of what they're doing specifically. So now that I started seeing that, you know, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Snap, Unity, those differences in moves up and down is saying people are being very selective. And so you do, you also have to be very selective. And with that being said, Pounders, I'm glad you chose to come and join in on Pounding the Table. And we'll be back next week for another episode of Pounding
0: the Table. <laughs> Keep trucking, guys. guys. I'd rather listen...
1: die than have no freedom. I'd rather exactly. die than have no freedom.
0: This is a freedom but... pod. By the way, Dave uh, Milhouse, you guys should check out his pod. Every night I
1: flex, I'm making big moves. That's a big move. Big money, big moves. Big money, big moves, that's a big move, yeah. complain, play, don't talk about it. Master P, I'm bad it, bite it. This one here for all that try to count me out, and they still counting. Honestly, I never doubt it. Say the top is never crowded. Well, I'm trying to climb the mountain till I need a few counting. sockets is rising, perfect timing. I'm in Brickle with the tribe. Shawty sliding, she want sushi. She want eel sauce with the rice. I just peel off with of the light heels off for the right don't say real talk that's a lie i'm a real one i provide yeah drip on a hundred